This program has been made by the friends and partners of Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. We hope you enjoy today's teaching. For some joy in your life, here's what I'm here to tell you today. You don't need a life hack. You don't need a guru. You don't need some new age coach, some motivational speaker. You just need the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. That is the kingdom. So if you are living in the spirit for real, if you are truly living in the Holy Ghost, you will have joy as a byproduct. You will have joy by default. You won't have to go looking for joy in all the wrong places. Amen. You won't have to let get your joy from Budweiser. You won't have to get your joy from Netflix. You don't have to get true joy. It all comes from Jesus. Amen. He is the joy of our life. It comes from the Holy Spirit. You've got all the joy in you that you are ever going to need. You know, I was, I was reading about joy and I, I was like looking on the internet to see what the world thinks joy is, what the world thinks joy is about. And I came across this article and it was talking about tips and strategies and tactics for living in joy. And I thought, that's curious. Let me see what the world might say about it. See, here's the thing. The world thinks it has all these tactics for joy. We only need one tactic and his name is Jesus. Amen. So I said, but let me see what they would recommend to me. Let me see. And it, it, it was, it, was, it was making suggestions like close your eyes and picture joy. <laughs> I tried that. That didn't work. It said set a goal outside your comfort zone. I said that ain't going to be me joy. That's going to bring me stress. Amen. I don't know about that. It said be present. I'm like, you know, here I am. You know, what does it have to do with anything? It said create positive daily rituals. Make a joy list. Then it said add some color to your home. Please, if that could solve the world's problem, then Sherman Williams would be in big business. I thought to myself, this is a bunch of new age nothing. This is what the world has to offer. Paint your house. That's what the world has to offer. Maybe you're looking for some joy in your life. Here's what I'm here to tell you today. You don't need a life hack. You don't need a guru. You don't need some new age coach, some motivational speaker. You just need the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus said the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. That is the kingdom. So if you are living in the spirit for real if you are truly living in the Holy Ghost you will have joy as a byproduct you will have joy by default you won't have to go looking for joy in all the wrong places amen you won't have to let get your joy from Budweiser you won't have to get your joy from Netflix you don't have to get true joy it all comes from Jesus amen he is the joy of our life it comes from the Holy Spirit you've got all the joy in you that you are ever going to need it's all right here. We've just got to begin to appropriate it. We've got to know what belongs to us and refuse to allow the wicked one to take it away. He comes to steal our joy, but he can't have it. Tell him he can't have it. He can't have it. He can't have your joy just like he can't have your peace unless you give it to him. He ain't giving it to him no more. Listen, listen. Listen, Romans 14, 17 says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. 
See, unbelievers, you'd go down to the, to the whatever bar, the whatever club, whatever, I don't know what they call them these days. You go down there and you know what they're doing? They're eating and drinking. Eat and drink for tomorrow you will die. That's all they have. They have food and they have beer and they have wine and they have, the, it says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That is the kingdom. You could say the kingdom of God is not creating positive daily rituals. The kingdom of God is not in making a joy list. The kingdom of God is not acting or, or, or painting your home some other color. The kingdom of God is being in right standing with God and having the joy of the Lord. And you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So if you are not moving, if you are not walking in joy, something is wrong. Something is wrong. We are supposed to have joy unspeakable and full of glory. We are supposed to be so joyful that we can't even articulate the depths of the joy that is in our soul. We sing about it. I've got joy down deep in my soul. Come on. Down deep in my soul. Right? Down deep in my soul. Right? We sing it. And then we go home after church. And our, our, our kids or our spouse or our boss texts us and all of a sudden, bam, just like that, we lose our joy. That's because that's not the Lord's joy. You can't you lose the Lord's joy that easy. That's circumstantial joy. The joy of the Lord is our consistent strength. I'm going to talk to you today about ways to walk in inexpressible joy, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. So you can have joy, 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 joy down in my soul. Hey, <laughs> hey, y'all just don't want to stop worshiping. That's the problem, but that's not a problem. That is not a problem. So, Father, in Jesus' name, would you help me, Lord, today to articulate your word, to stir a hunger in your people, to go after the joy that you have given them, the joy that comes from your kingdom, your salvation, your person. Help us, Lord, in your presence there is fullness of joy. So help us, Lord, today to catch this word in Jesus' name. Amen. The first thing we need to understand is the enemy is after your joy. Now, I mentioned this, but I want to dive into this a little bit more because it is one of his key. Listen, the devil's not really after your car. He's after your joy. Amen. He's not really after your job. He's after your joy. He's not really after your 401k. Somebody said, what's a 401k? I'm just trying to get through the day. He's not after your inheritance. He's after your joy. You know, after Nehemiah rebuilt the walls, he and his team rebuilt the walls around Jerusalem. Ezra the priest came in and read the book of the law. They hadn't heard it in a long, long time. And they began to weep because they saw how far away they were from the will of God. And Nehemiah said, don't sorrow. 
today because the joy of the Lord is your strength. If the enemy can steal your joy, he can steal your strength. If the enemy can steal your strength, you won't have the wherewithal to hold up your shield of faith. If you can't hold up your shield of faith, you can't quench all the fiery darts of the devil. If you can't quench all the fiery darts of the devil, it is hard to win the battle in your mind, which is where the battle is. We're not looking for joy down deep in our soul. We're looking for joy down deep in our spirit that bubbles up, that can flow as a perpetual stream, that no matter where we go, what season we're in, we are joyful. Amen? That's what I want. Not circumstantial joy. The enemy wants you to walk around miserable so nobody wants to be a Christian. Listen, so many Christians, you got your, your Christian t-shirt, pray without ceasing. You got your, you got your Jesus pin, amen. You got your big old cross, hallelujah. You got your Bible with all the colored Bible pages and all the markers and all this stuff. You got your bumper sticker on your car, honk if you love Jesus. You got all this going on, right? But you're walking around looking like somebody beat you up and beat you down. Not you, of course, but the ones online. Look, there's joy in the house today. All these people with all this Christian paraphernalia, I'm a soldier in the army of God, walking around bitter, busted, broke, disgusted, mean-spirited, nasty, aggravated, frustrated. And don't nobody want to be like that. So they look at you and they say, I don't want to serve that God. Clearly, he's not all powerful. Clearly, he can't bring joy. Clearly, there's no peace in that God. And we've got to get it together because it ain't right, man. Billy Sunday was one of the greatest ever preachers. He wrote, he wrote on horseback. He's old school, back in the 1800s. He said this, to see some people today... You would think that the essential of Christianity is to have a face so long you could eat oatmeal out of the end of a gas pipe. I mean, really? I'm so grateful that I'm among a people today in this church who have the joy of the Lord, who worship him in spirit and in truth, who love to hear the word of God that renews their mind. I'm so grateful. I don't want to hang around with a bunch of gloomy, doomy Christians. Amen. Amen. And you, nobody does. We want to make people hungry for Jesus. There's a Scottish minister. His name was William Barclay. And he once said, a gloomy Christian is a contradiction in terms. And nothing in all religious history has done Christianity more harm than its connection with black clothes and long faces. Are you living in the Spirit? Living in the Spirit is more than moving in signs, wonders, and miracles. Living in the Spirit is being empowered by the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is receiving guidance from the Spirit. Living in the Spirit is keeping in step with the Spirit, and so much more. So how do you live in the Spirit? In my new series, I'll teach you how to live a life that attracts the presence of God, positions you for promotion, brings breakthrough blessings, and so much more. Check out my new series, Living in the Spirit, at schoolofthespirit.tv. Watch online at schoolofthespirit.tv slash living.
Hey guys, did you know I'm in South Florida at Awakening House of Prayer every Sunday, preaching, praying, prophesying, and casting out devils. Our heart is to equip you to live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. You'll discover that Christ is exalted and the Holy Spirit moves in every single service. Now you've got two different opportunities to encounter God and his word through prophetic worship and relevant messages every week. Give me a year of your life. Apply the word that I teach and watch what God does. Two services, 1047 a.m. That's a practical teaching with a prophetic edge. 1.30 p.m. That is School of the Spirit at Ahab or going into the deep things of God. Most weeks, we've got a 4 p.m. Straight up teaching, no worship on that 4 p.m. service, but we're going deep, equipping our community for works of service. Signs, wonders, miracles, prophesying, casting out devils. Listen, we're looking to raise up an army in our region. And if you're not in the region, jump on over to ahop.online. You'll find our morning service streaming over there. Become a web church member, go deeper, ahop.online slash web church. We'll see you there. Y'all are so happy today. So let's get into this. I'm going to talk about how to live in joy. And these are not in any particular order, but these are just some things that I work on myself, right? None of us are perfect. We all go through seasons. We're under different kinds of attacks, different kinds of trials, different kinds of tribulations, but we can have joy through it. We can. We really can. Listen, one of the things we need to do is develop a deep trust in Jesus. Somebody say a deep trust. I'm not talking about kiddie pool trust. I'm talking about deep in trust, Olympic pool deep in trust. I'm talking about trust so deep that you are immovable, unshakable for real. Not just the Bible calls you immovable. I mean that you are really immovable, that nothing will move you from that place of joy, that nothing will cause you to stop rejoicing in who he is. See, there's a difference between faith and trust. There's a difference. It's not the same thing. They're parallel, they're similar, but they're different. Listen, faith is taking action based on what you believe. See, scripture says faith without works is dead. So faith without works is dead. So because we believe, we step out in faith. Because we believe, we go to that job interview. Because we believe, we pray. Because we believe, we do certain things. But we know that we can't make anything happen. God has all the power. We have the petition. He has the power, right? And so trust is believing that God will do it for you right? Because many people, we believe God can heal, but we don't trust that he'll heal us. We believe that God can provide, but we don't trust that he'll do it for us. So faith is believing that he can and trust is believing that he will. And so we need to develop a deep trust in the Lord. 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9. 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9. You love him even though you have never seen him. Though you do not see him now, you trust him. We trust an invisible God. We trust a God we have not seen. We trust a God who has given us his word. He's given us his name, but we haven't seen him. Not like we see each other. And yet we trust him. We trust that he is. We trust him with our salvation. How many believe you're going to heaven when you pass away? Good, most of you. We'll do an altar call for salvation at the end. 
We trust a God we haven't seen for our salvation, but many times we don't trust him for temporal things. Think about it. We need to get this. We need to get this. We trust him. We say, oh, I know, uh, I know that if I passed away, I'd be in glory. I'd be with the Lord. I would see him face to face. But then we don't trust him when we go through the trial. <laughs> we don't trust him when the, when, when the, when the, when the money is late, when the, when, the, when the job is lost. We don't trust him when one of our relatives gets a disease and we're praying and believing. We don't really trust him. We grow weary. The enemy comes to wear us out. He comes to steal our joy. But if we really trusted him, we would not lose our joy just because we get sick. If we really trusted him, really deeply trusted him, we wouldn't lose our joy just because we lost our job. Listen, losing your job should not equal losing your joy. Losing your spouse should not equal losing your joy. Losing your house should not equal losing your joy. But when we have deep trust in him, we won't lose anything. When we, whatever we lose, we won't lose our joy. That's the point. So how do you trust him? I've used a whole series on that. I'm not going to right now. But we can trust him. We can start casting our cares on him because he cares for us. He wants to unburden us. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. We need to trust him. Tell your neighbor, trust him. And we need to seek him. We need to spend time with him. C.S. Lewis, he wrote this. It is not so much the joy of the Lord we are seeking as the Lord of joy himself. We need to seek the Lord above all. We need to make time for him daily. Somebody say daily. 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 You want his benefits daily? Yes or no? Yes. We need to seek him daily. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. My God. Diligently. That means you put effort into it. Put him on your calendar. Put him at the center. Put him first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and everything else we need will be added to us. Hmm, I see that, Lord. Ah, Jesus. Some of you have trust issues because you've been hurt by people. Some of you have trust issues with, with God because you had trust issues with your natural father because he wasn't there for you. Some of you have a hard time, I see this, Lord, trusting people because of, you know, like your current relationships, because of what somebody in a past relationship did. And many times we have to understand God allows certain things for our betterment. The one that betrayed you, it was really deliverance for you, I'm telling you. We need to begin to see things through the eyes of God. I remember one time I was working at a particular place. I won't name the name just because I don't want to expose them. But the, t- the culture was so toxic, so toxic. And everybody was out for themselves, man. You didn't know who was going to stab you. You didn't know who was going to throw you under the bus. You didn't know who was going to you know, say, what about you to get ahead? And I remember I couldn't trust anybody around me. And I was in a, a leadership position I could not trust anybody. And I wrote an article. You can find it on, on my website still. It says, when you can't trust anyone around you. Because <laughs> I couldn't trust anybody. It was a bad situation. And I asked the Lord because I understood that trust issues can overflow into our relationship with God. Yeah. 
And I said, well, what do you want me to do here, God? You want me to quit this place? You want me to take a stand? You want me to expose all these backbiters? What do you want me to do? And he sent me to the Psalms, and there's a Psalm that says, trust in the Lord and do good. We have to get over our trust issues. You will never fully walk in joy if you're walking in suspicion. Waiting for the other shoe to drop. Father, would you deliver us today from trust issues? Would you help us today, God, to get over the past hurt, the past pain? Lord, we want to trust you with our whole heart. And sometimes we hold things back because somebody else hurt us so badly that we feel you let it happen. We feel somehow we can't trust you because of what they did. Lord, help us to see that whatever happened, it wasn't to keep us from our destiny, but it was to propel us into our destiny. That certain people couldn't go with us where you were taking us. That certain people we were never supposed to connect with in the first place. Lord, heal us today from these trust issues in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mm, Jesus. We need to ask the Lord to fill us with joy. To fill us with joy. You know, if you're running low on gas in your car, you go and get a refill, right? Some of us need a refill of joy. Romans 15, and God is glad to do it. He never runs dry. He's got plenty. He's got enough for me and you. We don't have to compete for it. We just get in line and, hey, let's open up. Listen, Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of all hope, who's the source of all hope? will fill you completely, not a halfway fill up, not a three-quarter way fill up, fully, completely, with joy and peace. Listen, because you trust in him. Look how it goes back to trust. It goes back to trust. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now look at this in Acts 13, 52. Acts 13, 52. And the believers were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Notice how these two work together. Psalm 4, verse 7. You have given me greater joy than those who have an abundant harvest of grain and new wine. And the Lord is showing me that some of you, you... You can't find that joy. You know, a friend of mine many years ago, I was at uh, holding this conference, one of the first conferences I, I hosted on my own. And everything that could go wrong was going wrong. The speaker was, was late and the other speaker was late and it was just a, it was all of a mess. And it started to get a little stressful. I'd never put on an event before. I mean, you know, it's the first time you do something is the hardest. And all, everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And I'm trying to keep it down, man. This was like, you know, 15 years ago. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. And my friend Rodney was there, not this Rodney, but another Rodney. That's how I can remember your name so easy, because I know another Rod. I just see his face on you. Now I got it. <laughs> and, 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 and Rodney said, he goes, he, he, said, he said, this is really stressing me out. And I said, oh, brother, it's going to be okay. Just, you know, I acted like it was him, you know. And he said, it's just stressing me out. And I, and I said, I said, yeah, I said, it is a, it's a wee bit stressful. And he said, you know what we need to do? He said, we need to remember the joy of our salvation. Moravian Falls this past week. If you don't know, one of the greatest portals for angelic activity in the world is in Moravian Falls. And I was driving through and I just happened to look out my window. It was a strange thing. I've been, you know, she was driving and I'm on my phone trying to get signal. I got no signal because we're in the mountains. And I'm so used to being on my phone. I'm like, there's no signal. I'm beginning to manifest. I'm like, I need some signal. I got a text. I got to send this text. 
And the Holy Spirit's like, why don't you enjoy the view? Yeah, he rebuked me. And I looked out the window and I saw the strangest thing. I've even told you about it. I saw the strangest thing. I saw this, it was like a valley, because we're out in the mountains, right? So you have mountains and you have low spots. I saw this valley and in this valley, there were like, like hundreds and hundreds of doors, like literal doors. And they were like tied together, like 10 of them, like tied together, all these doors. And, I, and there were some of them were old and some of them were new and some of them were white, and some of them were brown. And there were all these different colored doors. And I said, that is strange. It struck me. Everything strikes your spirit. When something strikes your spirit, you need to pay attention to what the Holy Spirit would say unto you. And I looked at those and I pondered and I got real quiet. She's like, you've never quiet. What's wrong with you? I'm like, I'm praying to the spirit. I said, listen, listen, are you listening? The Holy Spirit said, he said, there are all these doors that many people never even walk through. He said, I've got doors for my people that they haven't even discerned. I preserved doors that they can still go and knock on and I will gladly open them. And I couldn't believe it. And the Lord says in, in, in Revelation, he says, I can open doors that no man can shut. And I believe that in this season, he wants to open some doors that we missed in the last season. I believe he's bringing us back around, full circle, higher level. I believe that if we'll pray, if we'll knock, those doors will begin to open. I believe God will order our steps to divine connections with people who have the key to open the door, who have the right prayer strategy, who have the favor of God on their life, who have the authority, the, 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 the ability to do things for us that God has wanted to do for us. But many times he works through people. So I want to pray for those open doors right now. How many of you could use an open door? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you order our steps to the open doors. Some of them are old. Some of them are new. Oh, Jesus, open our, open our eyes and let us see where to walk, with whom to connect, God, how to pray. We ask you, Lord, to open doors that no man can open and shut doors to the past that are keeping us from moving forward into the high calling. I thank you, Lord, for open doors in Jesus' name. And everybody said, At Jennifer LeClaire Ministries, our heart is to sow into the lives of people who may never otherwise hear the gospel of Christ or break out of bondage. Although we've traveled to dozens of nations in strategic missions to evangelize and equip believers, there's more work to do than we can possibly get done by ourselves. That's why JLM is partnering with ministries around the world to help them do what they do best. We're partnering with ministries in India that are transforming the lives of people with leprosy. Ministries in Africa that are bringing clean water to the masses. Global ministries taking the hope of the gospel to the ends of the earth. Messiah-centered ministries in Israel that are doing the work of Christ in the Middle East. Ministries that provide a hand of hope to hurting people in America's inner cities and the nations. 
When you sow into JLM, you are sowing into the work of God in the nations. Together, we're better. Will you partner with us to take the gospel to the ends of the earth, to feed hungry people, to bring hope to the addicted, and more? You can sow a seed today at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. Thank you for your partnership. In 2007, the Holy Spirit woke me up in the middle of the night and told me he would bring a third great awakening to the nation. I believe we're going to see the greatest great awakening in the history of the world and it will spill over into the nations of the earth for the glory of God. I believe we'll see a movement greater than all previous moves of God put together. And I know it's predicated on prayer. The Awakening Prayer Hub's mission in any city is to draw a diverse group of intercessors who have one thing in common, to contend for the Lord's will in its city, state, and nation. Bishop Bill Hammond, Lou Engel, Cindy Jacobs, Mike Bickle, James Gall, Alveda King, and many others are standing with us. Will you start a hub or find a hub in your city at awakeningprayerhubs.com?